This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden pause in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, drivers recommended. <laughs> is he a caveman? Because it's suddenly clubbed that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with the dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> G'day and welcome. This is Golf. Andrew Datto is my name. And this is really, this podcast is a celebration of the game. And a while ago, I got an email from uh, the other side of the world, which was exciting, which means people on the other side of the world are actually listening. And the fellow's name is Roland Classen. He's retired. He's in Canada, um, just outside Toronto. And he is a, well, he's like us. He's a busted unit. He loves the game. Um, and has done a fair bit in it, not professionally, but personally. So it's a pleasure to welcome Roland to the podcast. And we started, as usual, with how we got into golf. So, g'day, Roland. How are you going? I'm, I'm doing very well, Andrew. Good to talk to you. And I, I've been—I think I've listened to all of your podcasts so far. And enjoyed all of them, which is why I, I got in touch with you. Oh, it's nice of you to do. I'm, look, I'm really glad you did. How, so how did golf find you or did you go searching for golf? Um, well, just recently I, I saw an old video, old family video of me trying to hit a golf club when I was in my 30s. And it was <laughs> really. You going to say when you were two. No, no, I didn't start that young, but it was pretty bad. But um, I, in my 20s and 30s, I might have played once or twice a year. But in around the year 2000, my son was 11. And, uh, you know, the Tiger Woods effect, he got interested in golf. And so I started to play golf with him. And my wife said, well, if you're spending time with your son, then you can play all the golf that you wanted. So both of us got hooked on the game. And uh, to this day, we like to beat each other's brains in when we're playing although he beats mine in more than i beat his in yeah well that's good that's what sons are meant to do i'm just looking at yeah. you roland so it's 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 morning i'm so i'm in sydney you're in canada yeah. it's morning here afternoon there i see you've got a golf hat on you've got a sort of a, a golfing top on a yeah. polo shirt underneath so you've just been playing i'm guessing 
No, um, I was out practicing uh, a bit this morning and I've, I've been retired for five years. I had my own business and I sold it, uh, but I couldn't stay retired. So now I've, I started a new business. It's in market research and I try and keep the activity there under control. So I have enough time for my golf life. All right. How, how often do you play? Um, now, not all that much, probably a couple times a week, but I'm trying to spend more time practicing uh, than golfing. I, I've got a regular game on Friday and then one on the weekend, but I'm trying every day to spend an hour or two uh, primarily on my short game because that's what causes me the most grief. Okay. And so what are you hoping to it's that stupid play better. I know. With all, with all, with all the practice, are you are you gearing up for something? Is there a is there a, like a masters or a seniors or a, is there a pennant team you're trying to get a hold of? Or no, no. The the only time we we play for anything, I've got a group of guys that I play with uh, on the weekend, and uh, we play net score, and whoever wins the game wins five bucks from everybody else. So. That, that's as, as serious as I get about the, the game. I actually, uh, for 18 years, I was member of a club called Clublink here in Canada. And Clublink has about 40, 45 courses, most of them in, in Canada, some in Florida, and it includes Glen Abbey, which is close to where I live. The, uh, the Canadian Open's been held there quite a lot. Um, and... So I went in a few competitions, but I find just in competitions, I fall apart. My, my nerves don't hold up. So uh, I, I just play more for fun. Uh, I play to spend time with my family and with my friends. And now I've got two young grandchildren and the youngest one just turned two. And I got him out on the golf course for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So did, did you video that? So then at least, you, you know, where you had your 30 year old golfing video, you put him as a two-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the the video I took was him driving the golf cart because he didn't want to play golf. He just wanted to drive the golf cart. Kids these days, right? These kids. <laughs> so- but the, sorry, the, the best thing is, um, aside from the, this business that, that I started six years ago, um, I was taking some lessons with uh, a head teaching pro at the local public course. Uh, it's called Deerfield. And uh, the... The, the teacher asked me if I'd be interested in doing a few shifts in the pro shop. And in return, you know, you get 15 bucks an hour and you get all the free golf you want. So I said, yes. And before you know it, I've been there six years now, but it, it, it's really great. So I spend um, a few days a week, uh, a few shifts a week working in the pro shop, get to be in a golf environment all the time, meet all kinds of neat people, the, the members and the public, and then uh, I, I've got a lot of freedom to go out, you know, find a hole and, and practice and, and do whatever I want uh, I've got this, when I'm I've not got, busy. I've got this awful picture in my head, Roland, like these people who pretend to be doctors and hang around <laughs> hang around hospitals and go, I think it's your appendix. I'll operate on you out the front. You, you tell me you're not like that at the golf shop and you go, look, if you just keep your right elbow in a bit, you know, if you started giving sort of secret lessons on the side out by the buggy bar or something. I, I give a few lessons to, um, to I, I focus on beginners, but okay. I, I try not to give advice because then they watch me swing and uh, they, they ask, well, why are you giving me advice? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it's not to it's not to play; it's to teach. Hey, Roland, what's the golfing experience in Canada like? I mean, um, I'm I'm assuming you get a lot of snow where you are. So does that shut yeah. you down for six months or? Well, uh, at least six months. So the I haven't checked up on the stat stat um, statistic for a while, but a while ago um, I heard a stat that. Canadians play more rounds of golf per capita than any other country in the world. And when the weather gets nice here, and by nice I mean four or five degrees and windy and rainy, then the golf courses are, are full. Right. Uh, and, and it's so this year we opened on April the 3rd, and we'll probably go till November, December. Uh, but by by that time, it, the real golfing weather is say from May to end of September, middle of October, and beyond that, it's just uh, trying to take a walk and look for your ball under some leaves. Or it's not yeah. a lot of fun. You got to be de- dedicated to do that. And so, so what happens in the winter months? So do you have a um, do you have a garage with a net or something or a basement? Uh, I mean, I see all these basements on Instagram and people with their bloody, you know projectors and bars and <laughs> well there there are um around where i live there are three or four indoor simulators um and i didn't go much there this winter but i have asked my wife on many more than one occasion if i can dig out the the floor in the basement so that it's deep enough so i can put in a simulator or raise yeah. the roof in one of the bedrooms and she steadfastly holds to the answer no. So uh, I can't do anything here. But I, I've got one group of friends. Believe it or not, we play snow golf. So they actually pretend that it matters. They take three or four clubs. I just take a, a six iron. And it can be anywhere from a little bit of snow to several feet of snow. And you take a colored ball and you hit the ball. And then you walk after it, and you become very good at tracking the ball. It's like mm. tracking uh, the, uh, the the footprints of animals. You can see where the ball skips and bounces. And it, it's not really playing golf, but if you get to the end of nine holes and you haven't lost the ball, you feel like you've been very successful. And so what happens with the, um, the putting and putting the ball in the hole? Is that- oh, You don't do that. Oh, okay. It's just, so it's literally hit and, hit and chase. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if there's snow on the ground, uh, there, there's no way to do that. And the, I, I've been doing that probably six or eight years. And the, the guys before that, they actually bought snowshoes so that if the snow was deep, they, then they could still go. But I, I've never done that. Right. That's just a bridge too far for you. What, <laughs> Roland, what do you, what do you really, what is it about the game that you like the most? Um, well, a, a few things. I, I like being out on, on the golf course. I, I think any golf course, and some are more beautiful than others, but it, it's the best place to be in the world, uh, especially at, say, 6 or 6.30 in the morning when it's quiet and, and you feel like you're, you're alone. It's just a beautiful experience. The, the other things I like the game are that you're never going to be satisfied with it. You're always going to find something that you can improve on. And that's if you shoot 100 or 105, or that's if you shoot 70 or 75. And I also think that 
I, I like it because it's a game of honor. Yeah. Uh, you, you do the right thing, and it's all up to you. And you can cheat yourself by by cheating, but you're not really doing anything. And uh, I guess the the other thing that I like is most people that you meet are are good people. That yeah. I can count on one hand in you know over 20 years of playing golf the the people that i would say no i never want to see them again okay are you good <laughs> uh, not <laughs> as good as i want to be yeah no i i have a goal i want to be a single handicap um i've gotten down as low as 10.1 wow and this year i it, well the weather's been lousy it just started to turn uh, a bit nicer now but i'm up to 13 so that's why I'm working on my short game, because I know I can save five or six shots around by improving my my short game, and that'll get me to where I want. But I've got a definite goal. I want to I want to be an eight. An eight this year. Yep. Before November, when it all stops again. Well, hey. now they, that all depends. Uh, COVID has shut shut us down for traveling, but before that, after I sold the business, we went three months to Florida, and. I, I set myself a goal of how much can I play in a 12-month period. So I played and played and played. And you're 85. still married. This is amazing. You're still married. <laughs> well, my, my wife likes to have peace and quiet. Okay. And she also likes to golf. So okay, that, good. Uh, when we were in Florida, I would go out and play in the morning. And then if the weather was nice, we'd go out and play in the afternoon. So it w- wouldn't be uncommon to do two rounds a day. But by the time I got back, from Florida, <clears throat> I had 85 rounds in the books already, and I wound up, I can't understand how I did it, but 262 <laughs> rounds of golf in one calendar year, and my handicap went up. Wow. So. Well, <laughs> well, so it's too much. It's too much competition golf. You need well, to practice. Yeah, you need to practice. It, you, you should, I think I should be practicing more than half the time uh, to improve the skills so that they become uh, subconscious. As long as you're thinking and trying to to hit a chip or trying to make a putt, uh, thinking and golf don't go together. That's my experience anyway. I, I think I've heard that before. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've traveled a lot yeah. with golf, and you've pretty much filled your boots around the world, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so I've traveled a lot because of my business. So okay. once upon a time, I had an office in Kenya. So I, I played golf when I went there. I've uh, been in Costa Rica, Hong Kong. I had a business partner there. played a few courses there. Uh, Philippines have made a business trip. Uh, my son was traveling for eight months in in um, Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. And I went to a conference in Vietnam, and then I met him in Thailand, and we played a, a few courses in Phuket while I was there. So, um, yeah, I've, I've played a lot of different courses. And I didn't mention two years I went to Florida, and then the year before the pandemic, I spent three months in New Zealand in Australia. And I got to tell you, that that's one of the reasons that your podcast really interested me because I love Australia and I, I love New Zealand. I won't tell you which one I like more because I don't want New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that was not a golf trip. That was just to see the countries. Yeah. But um, in New Zealand, I played a few munis, but I played the back nine at Cape Kidnappers, mm. which is probably the most beautiful uh, course that that uh, that I've ever seen, and then I'm just in, trying to uh, remember, Roland. Is the back nine? It's the is one the back on the nine ocean. The one where the tendrils go out into the ocean, or is yeah. it the front nine? The back yeah, of the back nine. The back nine. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I had a friend who, be, believe it or not, he stayed at Cape, Cape Kidnappers. He wasn't a golfer, so, but he said, if you're going to go there, just play the back nine because that's the one uh, out over the ocean. Yeah, and um, in in Australia, I played Kingston Heath. Oh, hang on. So, what did you think of um, Kidnappers? I I thought it was beautiful and great golf course, um, beautiful scenery. They 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 were super accommodating. I think that there were probably about twelve people there yeah. on site, um, and that they tried to squeeze me in, <laughs> and I I didn't want to spend. A, the time, and B, B, the money. It was going to be about $650 or $700 to play 18. So and I, I didn't have clubs, so I had to rent them. Um, yeah. But So I played nine holes. It was about $450 altogether. Wow. And I, I said to my wife, I don't know if I can justify it. And she said, well, you, you think about the golf for free. You're paying $450 for the view. And, and yeah. Wow, what a lady. No wonder. Yeah, that's and, and they let her come along just to to drive in the car. She wasn't playing, but just okay. to share the experience with me, which was great. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting golf course because you see all the photos of it and you think, wow! Like when you see the photographs, I was lucky to play there once and went. And I mean, it's just like it's it's kind of like golf holes with no sides. 
And uh-huh. it's it's like frightening because if you, <laughs> you cut it all, did you find that? Like if you cut it or hook it, you're gone. It's just the ball's going to disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah, they, they, I think that's very true. They, there were a whole bunch <clears throat> of holes in. If you're off, then the ball is gone, that's for sure. Mm. So you got to hit it straight. Yeah. So why did you like New Zealand more than Australia? What was it? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> And that's a genuine question. What, what was it that really lit you up about New Zealand? Well, I, I want to be honest. I, I loved both places. Now, New Zealand, uh, we went into a wine bar, and the, the, the bartender started talking about gin, and he introduced us to Scapegrace Gold Gin, which is from New Zealand, <laughs> yep. which, which had just won the world's best gin um, competition. So we, we've still got a bottle of it here, but just the, the, the beauty and the, the different, different environments that you could find in a very small area. Um, was just astounding. Mm. Uh, Australia is a big country like Canada. And I can say, well, yeah, I spent two months in Australia, but basically we spent, uh, a month in Melbourne and we went out along the Great Ocean Road and here, there, and everywhere. Uh, but then we went up to Cairns and Port Douglas and then dropped down to Brisbane and the Gold Coast and Sydney for a week. And we really, we've covered a lot, but we haven't seen more than a fraction uh, yeah. of Australia. In New Zealand, we went right from the top tip yeah. right down to the bottom and saw a lot of the country. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I think New Zealand is the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah, like it's stunning, and the people are great, and the golf courses are unbelievable, like the, just unreal, like genuinely, yeah. and expensive, as you say, <laughs> for those top ones. You know, carry cliffs and kidnappers and the hills, really expensive. Yeah, but then they played a couple of munis where it was twenty bucks, and twenty yeah. bucks to rent the clubs. And twenty bucks was more than the clubs were worth. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what What do you play with? Well, um, I, I made a mistake early on. So I was in my mid forties when I started and bought some. I, I think I had ping i threes, which I gave to my son, and then they got stolen from him. But in ten years, I didn't take any lessons, and then I finally wound up using my brain because I, I couldn't hit a driver or wood. It went anywhere but right. So um, I, I got some different clubs. And then, then I finally, after I guess about three or four years ago, finally I got fit for some irons. So I've got M6 irons. Yeah. And I found that the fitting process uh, and the result was was just amazing. So then uh, the head pro where, where I'm working at, at Deerfield, he's a Callaway pro. So he offered to get me fit um, for a, a Callaway driver. So uh, I've got a um, Maverick driver and three wood mm. that, that I was fit for. And then I got some uh, Callaway wedges as well. But it makes a big difference to be fit for your clubs. And I think once you played the game for a while, it, everybody should th- think seriously about doing that. See, the reason I ask, Roland, is I'm, I've, I've been talking to people recently about um, – about buying old clubs and it's a re- it's a disease, right? So this is a problem. And I see yeah. it's a problem developing quickly. You know, it's like I'm not saying it's cancer, 
but it could well be a golfer's game. So, and I'm thinking for you over there with such access to America, like literally right, right there, you can get anything you want. Can you right. mule and some? I, st- I can, yeah, mule some stuff over here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you had an episode on with with uh, some gentlemen that uh, old, old salt, the old salty, old, old salty dog, or, or and, and they're looking at the eighties and nineties, right? Mm. But then you had a few sessions on um, about the Hickory Clubs. Yeah, yeah. And a- after I heard that, um, I actually tried to do a bit of research on where I could get some Hickory Clubs, but. I, I I don't know what's good, what's bad, what's indifferent there, uh, but I I would be interested in in trying that. Uh, and when I played, um, what did they say I played in in Melbourne? Yeah, you didn't uh, say where you played in Melbourne. Oh, uh, okay, Kingston it's Heath. King, Kingston Heath. So two of the guys were from Texas, and and they were on a Hickory. Uh, hickory tour so mm-hmm. they, they brought their hickory sticks and, and they played them and they played them amazingly well yeah it's a different um it's a different swing i think mm-hmm. it's just slow you just don't whack it if you yeah. if you whack it you snap them quite yeah. like um but if you're interested it's like it i don't i'm not i'm sure there are really good hickory clubs but i don't think it really matters that much okay because they're really quite difficult to play with. And then sometimes, I mean, I play with pros and, you know, and they hit shots where they just are gobsmackingly good. And then the next shot might be gobsmackingly bad. And they just go, Oh, well, this is hickory golf. And that's one of the joys of it. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't panic about the trying to find the best gear. I'd find some gear and then find some other guys who do it. Uh-huh. Um, cause you'll love it. I mean, I can see looking at you and listening to you. It's, it's a different game and it's really fun. It's, and it's not highly, com- it is competitive, but it's not in the crazy competitive sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I go around buying, uh, the odd, uh, old set uh, of golf clubs. Cause if, if people are starting out and they, they want to use some, then I, I'll get them for them. But there, there was this one lady um, that her husband had passed away and she was going to sell her golf clubs. And she just wanted like a $175 for them in the bag and everything. And then I saw another set of clubs in the, um, in, in the garage. And she said, Oh yeah, they're, they're my husband's. You, you can have them for an extra hundred dollars. So I said, okay, two seventy five. I took them home and they, they, they weren't the greatest clubs, but, I opened up and there was a Callaway Big Bertha, the original, yeah, wow. and a Callaway Seventh Heaven. So it, those two clubs are they, they made that purchase worthwhile just to, mm. to see those clubs again. So have you got yourself a collection starting? Have you got a, the corner of the garage where you put uh, no, a tarp my base, over it and hide it away? My basement. And, yeah. <laughs> my, my my basement. I got. I don't know. I got, I think, 13 or 14 putters. I probably have 40 or 50 clubs, not not antiques or, mm. or older ones, but just uh, a variety. I got a putting green and a chipping net. And, uh, <laughs> my, my wife has ceded that part of the house to me. She says, yeah. as long as I can get down into the laundry room when I need to, then you can have the rest of it. Okay, so you are working on your basement of 
golfing joy. <laughs> yeah, what's the, just, sorry, go ahead. What's the best course that you've played? The best course? Yeah, what's your best golfing experience course-wise? Oh, uh, the old, old course at St. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I've had, after I, I retired, I've had two unbelievable experiences. One was to go to Augusta. We were in Florida coming home um, from, and we stayed in Savannah for a few days. And on Sunday night, I bought a ticket for Masters Monday, drove down, walked the course, watched some players, and made all 18, and then the it started thundering and, and lightning, and everybody had to leave. But just seeing that was unbelievable to me. And it gave it now gives me, whenever I watch the Masters, an entirely different appreciation for, for what's going on. And you have to see that. But the best golfing experience. Hang, hang on. I'll just stop you there. Masters Monday. So this is the Monday before the Masters. Right. And, and that so, was in 2017. It was a few years ago. Okay. So how many of the pro golfers were there? Do you reckon? Um, I, I think most of them were there. Um, uh, I, I saw, I guess the biggest name I saw was Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, who's the, the German guy who won the major? I, I should know because I'm German background, but I, I, I didn't see Tiger or okay. or a, any of those guys. But uh, everybody was just going around. They they would hit onto the green, then they go down and take a few balls, try chipping from different spots, and then they'd say, "Okay, well on on Friday the the pin's going to be here, so we'll try and hit some shots." So get get a sense of how they're going to play the hole okay. every day of the week. And how was how was Augusta different to what you expected? So, what was the revelation? Well, everybody says you won't believe how hilly it is. Yeah, and it 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 is unbelievable. And that well, the the other thing that I found, and fortunately I got away with it, but I don't know if I should say this publicly. So on Monday you can bring your camera. During the week you can't bring your camera. So I showed up with my phone. You can't bring a phone in. I thought I didn't have a camera, so I thought, okay, my phone's my camera. But it said no phones, cameras only. And they have a security that you have to go through. So I put my wallet on top of my phone and I put it down and they went through and they gave it back to me. I said, thank you very much. And I was gone from there, but I, I was very careful to have the, the phone sound off and the vibrate off. And if I was taking any pictures, I, I was very cautious about that. Yeah, right. So this is interesting. You're an adult male and you're skulking around like a kid hiding your phone <laughs> behind your wallet. <laughs> yep. And then then you go into heaven because yeah. you go into the gift shop and I coincidentally am wearing my, my master's shirt yeah, and I, I spent like I spent three hundred for the ticket, and I spent five or six hundred on merchandise. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? How much is a shirt? Uh, it wasn't really expensive. I, I've forgotten now, but uh, they are very good about keeping prices under control. Like the yeah. food, the beer, the, the 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 shirts and the memorabilia, they were not outrageously priced. Okay, so where do you place your Augusta experience with the old course? Uh, that's not. Uh, 
Augusta's number two. Uh, the old course is number one. Absolutely. So this was after I sold the, the business, I said to, to my wife that I, I want to go and play the old course. And I didn't have a, a tea time or anything else. So we, we made, we did a trip over to, um, uh, over to Scotland. Uh, I've been to St. Andrews before, but I never played there. So first thing we did was go over to Oban uh, on the West Coast. And then uh, we, we spent a day or two there. Then uh, I, I actually own a piece of land in Scotland. It's about this big. Yeah. Um, but there's a, um, a society for preservation of, of uh, forest forestry that they sell you uh, a piece of, of land. And my daughter and my wife got it for me a few years ago. So officially, I'm Lord Roland. Uh, and then we went to we went to St Andrews. Does, yeah, to, so does that give you does that give you like um, local rights when playing in Scotland? No. Okay, what a shame. No, no. but so then, then we get there, and I don't have a tea time. So now your your picture is a little bit blurry right now. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's perfect. Okay. It's- um, so I, I'm guessing that you probably know the booking procedure. So you have to book well in advance, or if you stay staying at one of the hotels, you can try and get in for a two ball a couple days before in the lottery, or you go the night before and stay up all night as a single or a twosome and hope to get the tea time. So hang on, so, you literally, is that, I, I didn't know that I knew the other two, but you can literally wait from the, from the evening before. Right. So I got there at 1230 at night. And I thought, I'm going to be first in line because I want to get a tea time. I, I was not first in line. There was a guy from New Zealand who was there from mm. the South Island. And so we sat and talked for a while. And then a guy from Dallas came a little bit later. And then the party started when the Australians got there. <laughs> so around, I think around 1.30, three Australians... Uh, showed up because they were there on a, some kind of a bachelor party and they wanted to get out the three of them um, on, on the old course to play. And naturally they brought, they brought a full bottle of whiskey there with them. And, uh, and they were not reticent to share the whiskey. So we, we just had a great time. And uh, by, by the morning there were probably 30, 40 people there. And the first wow. tea time was six thirty, and we could have the three of us, the the Kiwi, myself, and, and the American, we could have gone out at six thirty, but we let those three guys go because that was a tea time together. And then, believe it or not, I got out at six forty. Wow! And with the other two? Uh, no, I went. I went with one of them, and then the the uh, the Kiwi was. I think he might have gone with the Australians, but he went with another okay. group. And if you're going to do St. Andrews, take a caddy. Okay. Did but you take that, a caddy? Oh, yeah. I, took, I was the only one in my group who took a caddy. And so then he was whispering in my ear because he's not allowed to give the other people advice. Plus, they're too cheap to, to hire a caddy. <laughs> but they, I, I tell you that sometimes you look out there and it, it looks like a war zone. You can't tell where anything is. And he says... Okay, see, see there, just hit, hit in that direction. 
Right. And you try and follow his advice and, and you do okay. And what, what was your overarching feeling at, at St. Andrews? So you say that again, you just could over like what was your main feeling at St. Andrews? Where how did how did you feel playing it? Uh, it, it sort of felt like a religious experience. I, mm. I, I, I couldn't believe this is a, the home of golf. And <laughs> I started out with a freaking quadruple bogey. <laughs> but um, So that's when you got religious. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, God, don't let it go. <laughs> uh, but it, it was just something that since I got into golf, I always wanted to play the old course mm. and, and it was just the, the fulfillment of one of my major life, life dreams and goals. Mm. And after the take, first hole, I played well. Did you take your own clubs? Uh, yes, I did. Right. And so when you turn up in the evening to, to spend the night on the gas with your, your new Aussie mates, your, yeah. your United Nations of golfing supporters, do you sit there with your golf clubs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bring them. You, you stack them up. But I tell you, this this was I think June June seventeenth or something, and it was freaking cold. They they had heaters on outside outside of the the pro shop area because they knew people are going to be there overnight, and you needed wow. to stay close to the the heaters because it got down to I'm going to guess four or five degrees. It was really cold. And do you think that's part of the experience, the playing St Andrews experience, that you actually you had to go through some level of hardship to actually get the opportunity? You weren't guaranteed the opportunity, so then when you get it, you genuinely appreciate it. I, I think so because, like, usually you you um, in one of or your your podcast was okay. What do you have to experience in golf before the the end of your life? And I would say. The St. Andrew experience, but go there the night before with no tea time and just see who you meet. Yeah. That, that's part of the experience. Uh, and I, I'd like to take my son there and, and not with a booking, but go there midnight the night before and have him go through it, too. It, it's, it's just really an amazing experience. Yeah, it is. Um, we were lucky to go there once for work <clears throat> and we filmed there. And so I got to got off the plane 36 hours and then went straight to the course. And they said, we, we think we can get you on. But I bought a set of blades to, you know, like I wanted to play with proper blades, proper everything. And it was honestly the sense of history. And you, yeah. you think about who's been there and how they got there and crossing bridges and cutting one into the car park on the right-hand side of the 18th. <laughs> you know, it's like, how did you have a, an eight on the first? It's the widest fairway in the golf. Uh, well, the the first shot wasn't the problem. Hmm. The, the the second one, uh, I hit just in front in front of the creek. So all I had to do was chip on and putt, and Bob's your uncle. And you know why I'm working on my chipping so much now? <laughs> because I chipped it right into the creek, yes, and then I I chipped it on and I three putted. So all right. Did you go? Did you, did you say to yourself, "Don't chip in the creek. Don't chip in the creek. Don't chip it." Dunk. Yep, exactly. God, why has yep. thou forsaken me? Yeah. So, Roland, exactly. what's le- what's left in your dream? What what um, what else do you want to do? I want, uh, in terms of 
golf courses that I want to play, the only ones that really stand out in my mind are Pebble and yeah. uh, Old Head in Ireland. I, I played a lot of other courses and, and all of the ones that, that I want to play. I don't have any illusion that I'll ever be able to play Augusta, so I can forget that. Mm. But um, the, the only other thing I want is for my grandchildren to grow up. My dream is that they're going to be on the tour and I'm going to be their 85 or 87 year old caddy. Yeah. Right. But I, I want them to grow up <laughs> saying, don't with... chip it. Don't chip it. Do not chip it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I want them to grow up with the same love of golf that, yeah. that I have so that we can spend lots and lots of time together because that that's what my son and I, I do now. And, that, that's just the best feeling. There's nothing better. So, you know, uh, one instance, I, when you, if you go out with your son and you're playing like crap and he's playing well, you're still happy for him. But if you're playing well and he's playing like crap, then it, it's not a lot of fun. But I, I remember a couple of years or a few years ago now, on Father's Day, we went out and I was playing well, I think, I shot 80, 81, something like that. And he broke 80 for the first time. And that that's something that I'll never forget because we were both playing for us quite well. Yeah. And, and, and achieving a milestone like breaking 80 for the first time is, it, that was just so special to him and to me. Yeah. Um, let me add to your list of things to, to do. If you do come back to Australia, you can, you can play Royal Melbourne. <clears throat> you'll pay for it, but you can play there. And then head south down to Tasmania where there's Barnboogle and King Island, which is, it's as literally as good as anywhere and yep. a, just a different golfing experience. So chuck them on your bucket list as well because, and then if you're going to do that, you might as well, you'll need someone to play with, you know, like, <laughs> okay. call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were in Tassie, but this was not a golf trip. So I, I, I yeah. didn't, wind up playing. So uh, if my wife is coming along, it's not a golf trip, but if I come mm -hmm. with my son, then, uh, then it's a golf trip. sounds like a plan. Roland, what, um, what's the, what's the, the best thing you've got out of golf to, to finish? Like if, if you had to quit golf now, what would, what would everyone, should everyone try and experience? Um, I, I think the sense of, accomplishment of setting yourself a goal and achieving it. And I'll go back to the first time I, I broke 80. There were literally four or five times that I was on the last hole. All I had to do was par and I would have broken 80. Every single time I triple bogeyed. <laughs> and, and then finally I, I I shot a 79 and I needed a birdie and a par to, to shoot the 79. So being able to set yourself a goal and then get enough control over your mind, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but to, to really accomplish that goal and believe that you can do something and, and then you can inevitably set yourself new goals. Yeah, I think it's a, a really, really great idea. Well, hopefully at some point over the summer, some starter will call Roland Klassen, eight marker from Canada <laughs> to the T. Hey, I really enjoyed our time together. Thanks, Roland. 
Well, thank you very much, Andrew. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, really good. How good is Roland Klassen? So I hope you enjoyed that. Literally, he uh, he sent me a note saying that he enjoys the podcast and and said a couple of things about himself and his golfing dreams. And I thought, oh, let's have a chat. And I was waiting for him the whole time to go, E, <laughs> to the Canadian E. So uh, it's good. Look, if you want to get on board and tell us about yourself and what you love and what you're doing, and well, you know someone who's a real proper busted golfing unit who uh, is a great mirror of many of the rest of us, I'd love to hear from you. You can just contact me uh, in a DM on Instagram at Andrew Datto. So at Andrew Datto. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you're playing well. And um, if you're on the Eastern Seaboard, fingers crossed, of Australia, fingers crossed it stopped raining where you are and you're getting to play some dry golf. Radio, I'll talk to you another time. Thank you. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.